Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here across the table from me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Thanks for the, uh, the great welcoming. <laughs> and I say this because, again, it's like last episode was probably what we, you and I were here at the table. was what, been a like, couple weeks yeah, ago, couple two weeks or three ago. weeks ago, I think. Right, because we are so used to, like, you know, every week we were doing this show. Sure, you know? so it was like a welcome home this right, week it is. for you. <laughs> it is like sweet weeks or something, you know, what do you call it, like on back in TV where yeah. all, the, all the nice, you know, the most favored. In the fall, like, yeah, yeah all, the fall all the new hang, shows yeah. are coming out right. and sweet all that. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, with... Honestly, I, I'm glad you're back because I, I was worried people were going to think like something had gone wrong and oh. you had left or something. And that's why when I was doing those single episodes, I was always like, nothing's going on. Victor's just got stuff right. going on with family and all that. Nothing's going on with the show. Um, and each week, you know, I, I wanted to be able to put something out for folks. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you to all you that uh, were gluttons for punishment that listened to me doing it on my own. But uh, you did great. But did uh, great. well, thanks. And I mean, yeah. it was just it's always easier to do it with you. It's always easier to have a conversation. And I think it's more enjoyable to do that than mm-hmm. it is just to look at the camera for 30 minutes and give a talk. I mean, probably for the listeners, too. But. Yeah, so either way, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad that uh, you're going to be working in a new place now. You're going to have a yeah. new job here in a couple of weeks. And- right, so a lot people may not know, but you know, for a long time I was at a, a job that was great. I, I liked it, but I was just kind of at the point where I feel I need to do something different. Yeah. And um, there are times where I was putting feelers out there, but nothing came back. And then one time I said, all right, I'm going to let you just guide me where I need to be. And just remember I told you I said I just need to oh, practice sure. on patience. So, like, you know, last month, really, uh, a company reached out to me, and I had no initiation on the process of starting it myself. They called me. We did an interview and several-time processes, and then they, they asked me to come work for them. So That's awesome, man. I start in end of this month of August. So um, I'm excited for a new venture, but also just allows me to be close to the family, which is something I really sure. do, uh, need to be. So yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm, man, I'm happy for you. I know that's something you've been praying about and looking forward to, and it's just the Lord answers prayers, man. It may yeah. not always be in the time we, we want right. it, but... Yeah, the time... Time period was way too long for me, but finally it was it was you know he 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 made it happen in the window that I was really I sure. needed it, so he he, he listened. So. Well, and 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 a good thing this episode's not on patience, right? But right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about peace, and now you have found peace mm-hmm. in this opportunity that. With through your patience, you were able to find. So we're going to jump into talking about peace and all that stuff in a minute. First of all, I just want to say this coming weekend, um, this Friday and Saturday, I will be in Marietta, Georgia, at the Church of the Transfiguration down there. Transfiguration, I can't even say it. Transfiguration Parish yeah. in Marietta, Georgia, on August 11th to 12th. It's up this upcoming Friday and Saturday, and I got to tell you. This mission is going to be something else. They've got testimonial videos of why people need to be there. They've got over 530 people registered for it. There's over 120 men registered for the men's training. It's going to be one of the largest ones we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And and Gary, you know, uh, Gary and Michael and, and all the guys down there 
have just been working their tail off. And it's going to be a mission for everybody, men, women. When I'm doing the training for the men, there's going to be something for the women. So it's just an, it's going to be a phenomenal event. And so I'm so grateful for them to putting all the effort and, and the work they have behind it. If you're in the Atlanta area, come out and be with us. We'll have the first talk Friday night, and then there'll be a reception and a meet and greet. Uh, I think it all kicks off at 6 o'clock with praise and worship music. And then I'll give a talk at 7, and then Saturday morning, uh, I believe it starts with 9 a.m. Mass, and then we'll have two talks following that, and then uh, and then we'll have the training for the different areas uh, of age and, and gender and all that stuff in the church. So for women, men, young adults, all that stuff. But it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. They've really put in a lot of effort. So if you're in the area, come out and see us. It'd be a great opportunity for me to get to say hi and to get to meet you. So, and if for anybody else out here that's wanting to book a mission and start a men's group in your parish, we have just, the Lord keeps refining the process and each and every time it gets better and better. The missions are more attended, the, there's more men showing up, the groups are better prepared. And then like in Jacksonville, they had 68 men or something like that show up for their first night. And then the next week they had almost the same number. I know we're going to have the same result here at Transfiguration. We've sort of figured out the best way to get the best results for the parish. And that's always our desire. So we brought on Lindy Meyer, our new event coordinator, and she specializes in walking with parishes through these um, uh, events. So not only am I working with the men and the men's side on how to make sure the group's there and the leadership's there and the structure's there and the schedule's there and all that stuff that launches the week that I leave, you know, after the mission. But now we have somebody with a lot of experience that can walk with parishes and help them have a huge fruitful mission like what's going on with Transfiguration. So if you want to book a mission, you want to start a men's group, you can go to our website at justaguyinthepew.com. Our whole front page now is dedicated to just that, starting men's ministry, why it's needed, and how we can help. So it's easier than ever to go to that page at justaguyinthepew.com. And just as you scroll on the page, you'll see buttons that say, launch your men's ministry, find out more. And, and once you fill that out or click that button, you'll fill out a form and we'll get a notification. We'll be in contact with you. So go to our website and do that. For all of you, too, I just want to thank our supporters again. Every episode, I always want to thank them. So many of you give graciously and generously every month, and it's just so appreciated, whether it's $5 a month or $100 a month or whatever it may be. Thank you for that and, and for your generosity. And for any of you who would like to support our efforts, who want to help men grow in the faith, who want to help us build places in parishes where men can find homes and real relationships and all of that, it's very simple to do. Become a monthly supporter. That money that you give helps us continue to grow and get better at what we do and reach more parishes. We're already booking into 2024, like late 2024 now, because the demand is there and people are wanting more of this. So if you want to support those efforts, if you want to continue to help people, help men in particular, have a place where they can find authentic relationship with Jesus and with each other, then go to our website at justaguyinthepew.com. There's a support button at the top. It also, there's another button there that says donate. So either one of them will take you to the same place. Or you can go directly to www.donorbox.org slash pew. Either way, you can go to the website and figure that out. Finally, last thing I want to say real quickly is tune in next week because we're going to be announcing where we're going on our next pilgrimage. So many people, Victor, you know, after we, Angel and I did the show, you and I did the show on uh, the two shows on the Holy Land, people just started going, when are you going somewhere else? When are you going somewhere else? Well, we spent several months working out different things and trying to figure out our next moves. And we've got a couple uh, over the next couple of years that we figured out. So can't let the cat out of the bag until I get everything and check dates and make sure everything's going to fly. But if you want to uh, find out where we're going next, and it's going to be the next place is going to be awesome. I can tell you that much. I know where we're going. 
But uh, check back with us, listen to the show, or check our website frequently. All that will be up in the next couple of weeks. So uh, happy to announce that moving forward. So thank you, as always, to listen to that. And, Victor, thank you for sharing what's been going on in your life yeah. and the joy and the peace that you found in your new decisions. And I'm smiling a lot more now. Yeah, yeah I know you are, right, man. Yeah. I'm excited for you, man. I know mm-hmm. it's been weighing on you, and I'm just glad for you that you're going to have – you're going to be closer to home and be able yeah. to do the things that you need to do instead of so much travel. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know yeah. what travel can, <laughs> can do, especially with the airlines these days. Thank you uh, to the airlines and their, their – um, Consistency well, lately. <laughs> hardworking employees, but yes, it's sure. also stressing well, it's, everybody. It's like everything else, man. That post-COVID, things have gotten tough. Yeah. But it's why we can't let anything steal our peace. And that's what I want to talk about today, honestly, is just the fact that, you know, peace and how important it is in our life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Victor, I've just, as I've grown in the ministry and over the last couple of years spiritually and personally, you know, I used to let so many things rob me of my peace so easily. Like one little thing could happen out of sorts or not in line or off plan. And then boom, I'm just like, Rrr, and I'm a mm-hmm. holy terror to everybody around me, my friends, you know, my family. And whether it's just a lack of patience and anger and, and, and anxiety in the moment, or it's just being caught up in something and let it consume you where you're doing nothing but telling everybody about it in your life, you know. There were days where I remember things would happen and I would mm-hmm. I would have told everybody that would listen to me what had gone on in my life. And one at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I've probably told that story 80 times today and I'm still telling it. And it's it's causing me more and more anxiety and loss of peace every time I do it. And, and so, you know, here what made me think about all this is here lately – in the past two weeks, I've had a lot of people come to me and just say, hey, John, I want to talk to you about something. And then they share something with me, like a decision in their life or a point of contention or stress in their life. And and they all want to know the same thing. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not really great at making my own decisions, let alone decisions for other people. But, but uh, the truth is, every time somebody would do this, I would listen to them. And, and I already knew what what the answer was going to be before they finished, you know, and the Lord is just telling me every time somebody's come to me lately to just ask one question is, and it's, does it give you peace, right? Is whatever you're thinking about in this moment, whether it's, it's an issue you're having with an organization that you want to be a part of, or it's a decision to quit something you've been doing for a long time, or maybe it's something that somebody's asked you to do that's out of your comfort zone. Like, at the end of the day, when you're looking at the decision, should I or shouldn't I, does it bring you peace? Mm-hmm. And if we're looking at everything else besides that, then we're really looking at the wrong thing because nothing is worth losing your peace. I mean, if, if I've learned one thing in the last five, seven years, whatever it's been since all this has happened, it's peace is more important than anything, not mm-hmm. only to, to you personally, but to those around you. Right. Well, you're kind of like getting on the verge of the Socratic method. When you're when people find out that that you are who you are, like from instance, I was a minister, yeah. you know, uh, not ordained, but I was a minister in the process of being ordained. Uh, and you are now, you know, a person of, of kind of sharing the gospel in your format. A reckless so, lay evangelist. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. But but in the in the aspect is that you you've studied enough, you've learned enough, you understand where you are and, and where, how you got there, that people really start asking questions because they may not have really spent that time diving deep into their own faith or their own connection with God. Yeah. So therefore, they're always seeking some advice. That's why I think priests are so very important uh, in, in the life of the church because not only do they do Mass and stuff, but the best, best thing is is that they're there to give advice and counsel. 
And what, where is that we go to? We go to confession, right? Mm-hmm. So that is where they really kind of, uh, 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 I guess, uh, attune our spiritual enlightenment, but also our soul back towards God. And and the thing is, what, what you're doing is that you're also helping people identify, you know, God's speaking to me, but I can't translate that language. Yeah. I don't understand what he's trying to tell me. And, and you're kind of like asking questions to find out, what their piece is or what their their idea piece is sure and i mean that's the importance of spiritual direction too right i mean that's that's something that has meant a ton in my life Mm -hmm. and has helped me like you're talking about well john you've done this and you've read these Mm -hmm. and and as you grow you start seeking those things because you you see the value of of peace in your life when you have it you have joy you have patience you have all these other things when you don't you have chaos and all those things and and so i make it a point in my life to try to avoid losing peace on everything. And part of that is a spiritual director because you can go to confession, but if you're trying to go to confession at like 10, 10, you know, 10 minutes before mass and there's a lot of people, you're mm-hmm. not gonna have a lot of time for that. That's why I always tell people go to spiritual direction because if you could find somebody that will take you on, that's got a lot of experience, that has been trained in the art of spiritual direction, it's great to have somebody to be able to say, what do you think? Because they can't answer the question for you, but what they can do is probe you with questions that maybe you haven't thought about yourselves. And, mm-hmm. and one of the main things they're going to ask you is, well, do you feel peace when you think about this decision? Right. That's one of the things they've asked me all the time. So, yeah, that's, you make great points about all of it, confession, spiritual direction, and all those things. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you, you come into the realization at some point that nothing is worth losing your peace. Like, no amount of money, no, no promotion, no amount of opportunity, no amount of prestige, like none of it. And, and I think what happens, Victor, is sometimes we – we allow our desires to overtake our need for peace. Like we forget how vital it is. And so, you know, a lot of times we're brash in the moment. Somebody asks us something and we're like, sure, I'll do it. And we haven't really stopped to, to take, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an account of everything we have going on. Right. Like right now with Angela, I mean, somebody asked her to, to speak uh, at, at a local women's conference, which she could do amazingly. I mean, I think that she could be the best speaker they ever had, honestly. And I'm not saying that because she's my wife in the room. She just has a lot to share. And she has a beautiful heart and a beautiful just love for the Lord. And I think that the world needs to hear more of that. But she also has full-time grad school. She's, uh, you know, full-time job, full-time mom, you know, and then she's got to deal with me and all my mess too. So on top of that, like, you know, the thing is, like Angela, she came to me and said, you know, this is, they asked me. And and the lady actually texted me for her number Mm -hmm. and I knew what she wanted. She didn't even say, she goes, can I have Angela's number? And I knew she ran the conference and I thought just something led me to go, she's going to want her to speak. And so Angela came to me about it and, and that was the first thing I asked her. I said, does it give you peace? And, you know, she sat with it a while and she came to a decision on her own, you know, looking at different things and had a moment uh, yesterday where, where the person checked back and the way that made her feel in the moment um, told, gave her her answer. She didn't feel peace in the moment, so she made the decision. Even though it was a good thing, it would have helped a lot mm-hmm. of people. There was nothing wrong with what somebody was asking her to do, but she was able to step back and look at everything she'd already committed to, all the stress she already had with everything else going on, and then just said, made a prudent decision of, of I don't think this is going to be good for me or anybody else at this point. Right. And it's really, I mean, I'm not saying this in some way to mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm proud of you, honey. I just, but I am 
because that's hard because it's hard to turn down good things. Right. And as we've talked about here on the on the show before, the devil isn't just in the bad things, right? He can be in the good things too. Like giving us so many opportunities that we just want to jump at all of them. And I remember facing that when I first gave my witness talk and like we started the group and then people started to ask things of me and then the podcast started taking off. All of a sudden, I had all the opportunities in the world to do things, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. You know, sacrificing, you know, sacrificing, uh, you know, it on the altar of my family and all these other things. Like, that that's what, what was really being questioned there or weighed there in, in those scales of judgment is, yes, I could do all these things that are going to help all these people, but at what cost? And so, you know, I had to learn to be to be at peace, even if my heart really wanted to do those things. With at the end of the day, I've chosen the better part. And other things here in my family and in my life are going to be better for it, even if I can't see it now. And that's, you know, sometimes we, we're blind to that as men. Like we see that opportunity for promotion mm-hmm. or more money or, or if I just have this, I'll be happier. So we leap at those things and we don't really stop and discern and go, all right, what's the long-term implication of this choice mm-hmm. though? Like in the moment, yeah, we need more money so I could send my kid to this school or because, you know, something's happened and we need more things in our lives. But are we looking at the long haul? And is because it, it might maybe it'll give you some peace for the moment to have an, a little extra you know coin in your pocket, but over time with the demands that come with that decision, because nothing ever comes free, right? It always right, comes yeah. at a cost. Are those costs going to rob me of my peace? Right. And so we have to be more uh, cognizant of these things when we're going to decisions, because the thing is, like when you sacrifice peace, you're inviting chaos, mm-hmm. and 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 you open the order, you open the door to disorder. Right. Basically, and that's what I found is every time I, I leap at a quick decision, or I just throw caution in the wind and say, you know, I can take another thing on my plate, no worries. That that I was always running and struggling, and nothing, I didn't seem to be able to do anything right. Mm-hmm. And here, because now I'll just speak for me in ministry, like I, I've been able to see like more clearly now because I've turned down more things. I've I've gotten rid of things like the narrow road and things that were not giving me peace that were causing me stress all the time. And, and where I thought I was going to lose things, like if I don't have that, then then people aren't going to be interested and we're not going to have support. We're not going to have this. When I just finally said, Lord, we, what, what do you want me to do? And I heard from him, like, I want you to have peace. Mm-hmm. And I knew that cutting some of, these out, some of these things out would give it to me. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, I could breathe. And where the devil tried to come in and say, well, if you give this up, you're going to lose this, you're going to lose that, you're going to lose this. When I stopped listening to him and started listening to, to God's desire for peace in my life, guess what happened? We got better at what we did. I, I saw, I, I almost had blinders put on going like, okay, this is what I need to focus on. Nothing else but what's right here as far as ministry. And we became better at it. And now all of a sudden, we're reaching people better. We're affecting things better. Mm-hmm. I have more peace in my, my life because I'm not reaching and grabbing at every little thing that comes along. And and I know what the I know my lane and I can stay in it now. Right. And when I'm in that lane, I have peace. It's when we start to swerve all over and get in other lanes and run off the road and all that stuff is when we lose that peace. And then everybody else, as I said before, suffers in it, with it in our life. Right. And what you're bringing up to is also every every decision we have in life brings its own sense of stressors and pressures and pleasures as as well as happiness. And you know, and I'm. I remember one time where a young man was part of our group when we were virtual. Yeah. Um, Adam, I'll say Adam because there's a lot of Adams out sure, there. Sure, yeah. So it's always uh, Adam's fault anyway. Right. Just go back to Genesis. <laughs> so, and I think I think we were. I remember, I got to know Adam because we were still working on that 
that program you were where we, we, we paired off and we kind of checked in with each other and yeah, so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, Ro- yeah. Uh, Rise, yeah. Right, right. And he was up in the um, East Coast area up there, and, you know, he started his own practice. And so – but he just was kind of concerned because there's a girl that he really liked, you know, and mm-hmm. was kind of saying, do I need to focus on this or need to go back home? And I told him, I said – because he kept – it's something he kept chewing on his, you know, over and over and over. Like he would be gum, he'd put on the wall and, and chew it again until the flavor lost, you know. So yeah, it was something sure. he just, so I finally told him, I said, so Adam, if you saw her with somebody else, would you be okay? He's like, no. Okay, there's your decision. Then you actually love this woman, mm-hmm. you know. So what choices do you need to make to tell her that you love her? So, and guess what? He, he, he did. He, you know, he left where he was and started practice closer to home. Where where his the, the his female interest is, and as far as I know, I don't have Facebook anymore. Sure. They were engaged, so they're probably <laughs> in that process of getting married. But th- th- what I'm saying is, like you're, what you were saying is that, you know, every time something thro- it comes in at you, whether it's like like you said, it's coming at a fastball or slow pitch, whatever, you have to react, but react in the right way. Sure. Because if you react out of anger, more likely that decision is going to create more chaos. Yeah, but if you wait, you know, measure in patience, and you you assess the peace yeah. in that decision. That's when you make the better choice. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we always need to count the cost in everything, mm-hmm. but are we counting the right thing, the right cost, right? Because a lot of times we focus to okay, well, what am I going to get if I make this decision? What am I going to? What is it going to add? What is mm-hmm. it going to? And and again, a lot of times as men, we're looking at at this stuff as is job opportunities and things like that. And I've shared on here before how many executives in the old company I used to work for when you really got them talking in a moment of, of being real right, and yeah, vulnerability, yeah. Right. they shared about how they lamented over like they had the house and the cars and, you know, the prestige and the titles and the awards and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they didn't have the memories with their kids. They didn't have a great relationship with their wife. Mm-hmm. They spent more times on planes than they did in their own homes. And, and that's the thing, like, we were always looking at counting things that we thought were going to make us happy, but at the end, we don't count our lack of peace. And mm-hmm. and I can tell you, I don't want. I've gotten to the place in my life where nothing is is important to me as looking back in my life and know that I was there for my family, I was there for my wife, I was there for my kids. You know, I I, I don't have the regrets of choosing other things over them. Um, that's why we limit how many times I go a month. I mean, Angela, when I asked her, said twice a month. And even though we have many more opportunities to go places a month than that, I, I'm doing my best to honor my wife. And the devil comes in and he goes, yeah, but if you just had this extra whatever, you know, uh, money from the a third mission a month would make things a lot easier. You wouldn't feel the, the vice, you know, with the, right. the expenses and stuff. Yes, but I also wouldn't have the peace in my heart, first and foremost. I would miss my family more. And guess what it's going to do? Do you think I'm going to go and give great missions and really have my heart into something when the time I leave the door, I feel this longing to be right back home? Like I feel this distaste that I have to leave again. And that's the thing. If that's what what one more event costs me a month, then it's not worth it, mm-hmm. right? It, it's better to not have the support, the financial support from that and live in the peace of knowing I'm doing right by my wife and my kids, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with this with this balance, than it is to go and to choose something else. But that's what the devil wants. Like he wants to introduce chaos and turmoil in our life, and he comes to seek and destroy. And, and if you think about it, when you're in chaos, you sacrifice joy, you sacrifice patience, you sacrifice the present moment, you sacrifice your relationships, and that's what he wants. At his goal and at his heart, he wants to sacrifice the family, right? He wants us to he wants to attack the family. And what comes first when you're 
you're making choices a lot. Mm-hmm. You're choosing against family a lot in these other situations. So it's always better to look and say, you know, what's what's more important, my peace or or whatever false hope or happiness or whatever that's out there that this this pretends to bring me. Sure. And and so we we hear about it a lot in scripture too. I mean, peace is spoken about a whole lot. You know, Paul speaks about it a bunch. Roman in Romans ten fourteen, for instance, he says, "Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual edification. Mutual edification, not just what's best for us, not what our desires are in the moment, but what makes for peace and mutual edification. What's going to make everyone happy in the moment? Now, I'm not saying your decisions have to please everybody in the world, but they should most definitely be okay with the people closest to you, mm-hmm. right? With the people that you care about the most, because again." You're never going to be happy when you're choosing something that pits you against the ones you love the most. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the stuff the devil wants to do. But Jesus desires for us to have peace. And he talks about it multiple times in Scripture. You know, in John in particular, in John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not live your heart, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. When are your hearts troubled? When you're not at peace. Right? When when are you afraid? When when anxiety and worry and all mm-hmm. these things get a hold of you because you a lot of times we make the wrong choice. And so we we've got to stay into what Jesus wants. I mean, he goes on in John sixteen thirty three to say, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is always drawing us back. Jesus comes to give us his peace. And and one of my favorite scenes is when he's when he's uh, sending the disciples out, you know, the 12 out, and he, uh, and, he, and he tells them all these things, do not take this with you, do not take that, do not take this. And immediately you could imagine they're all worried. And like, what, am I, what do you mean don't take an extra mm-hmm. robe and this and that? And, and, and Jesus is just saying, like, trust me, right? Which he's always saying to us. But what I love is when he says, um, in whatever town, this is in Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse uh, 13, or 11, excuse me, he says, in whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay with him until you depart. As you enter the house, salute it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. Right? And it's all. It, it, he follows that with shake the dust of mm-hmm. your sandals and all that stuff and go on to the next thing. Sometimes we, we get so wrapped up in trying to make a decision and we're so worried about making the wrong decision that we never make a decision. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is bringing us, first of all, like, Bring your peace. If it's not worthy of your peace, then remove it from it. Like, stop thinking about it, right? Move on from that. But so many people, and I had a guy, you know, in the past couple of weeks come up to me several times and text me and call me and stuff too when we weren't together about a decision in his life and a thing that was really bringing him a lot of anxiety. And it was just all over him. And that was all he would talk about. And 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 I knew even when we got in a side conversation, it was going to circle back to this point of contention in his life. And I, and I just kept saying, does it bring you peace? And, and, and finally, he's like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think it might. I think, no, it doesn't. Because you mm-hmm. wouldn't be circling like a dog with your tail again and again. And you just have to be able right. to let go. Right? And let go. And that's what that's what Jesus is saying here to those disciples is like, hey, if somebody, if you go and you're, you're trying to preach or you're trying to present yourself or you're at that point of a decision of where you should stay or not and people aren't receiving it well, shake the dust from your sandals and go on to the next thing. Right? It's not worth your peace. And that's what he says. If it's not worthy of your peace, don't give it. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't give it to it. And 
And so many people, I think we get caught in that place where if I just think about it enough, if I just try to convince myself enough, then I'll make, I'll make myself make the decision mm-hmm. that interiorly I'm, I know and I feel isn't the right choice. Right. But maybe if I can convince myself or if I can find five people to tell me that this is the right thing instead of three people who tell me it doesn't, then I'll make a decision that, that I'm making selfishly and, and, I'm, and I'm denying my conscience, which is the voice of Christ speaking in my life, right? The Holy Spirit speaking to me, telling me, whispering to me, this isn't the right thing. And this is why you feel this way. And you need to trust me, right? And believe that your peace is worth more than, than the stress that you're going to find there. And don't give it up so easy. Mm-hmm. Because, Victor, we've both been in places in our life where, where we understand peace is very hard to find. It took me 17 years to find it. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let something take it from me, right? And 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 that's why it's such a blessing to have you in, the, in our men's group and my wife and, and so many other things in our life that, that, that we can go to and talk to and, and, and those trusted sources who don't have vested interest in us to do one thing or another but have our, our, our good at heart. And that's why we need you know confession and, and spiritual direction and, and those relationships in our life that guide us in these times where we need that, that guiding light. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Victor, for me... If I'm being real, almost at the point of, of of discussion, when I hear something presented, I can tell whether that's something I need to be doing or not. There may be the the the, the longing or the desire, the worldly desires that ooh, that could put me in in front of more mm-hmm. people, or that could get us more recognition, and then we might get more engagements because of that. But I also know that immediately I'm like, eh, something doesn't feel right. And when something doesn't feel right, it's always a more prudent thing to sit with that and mm-hmm. to go to a place of silence and to not make rash decisions, right? When we make those rash decisions is when we lose everything. We lose patience. We lose uh, our, our peace, all of that. And we usually wind up making mistakes in our life one way or another. God is always calling us to peace. And you can look at Jesus. Whenever he felt the crowds were overwhelming and things, what happened? He went away somewhere to pray. He went on a boat, went to a silent place. He stepped back from it all. And he went to pray. Why? Because then it wasn't his will that was being mm-hmm. uh, put, you know, put forward. It was what does the Father want from me? What does God want from me? And in that, every single time we can go to that place, in that silence, and quell the, that chaos the devil's trying to stir, mm-hmm. we can go to that quiet place, whether it's adoration or mass or time with a trusted friend, and we sit there and, and we, we listen silently. And that's where we hear the voice of God in our life. Because the devil's shouting, he's telling you, he's overwhelming you, he's beating you down with these, you should do this, you should do that. Don't worry about it, don't think about it, just make a decision. You know, just throw caution in the wind, that's the devil. Mm -hmm. But we have to shut that voice down and go to that place of silence so that we can hear that whisper that is God. And when we hear that, generally that's when we find peace. When we slow down, we get off that cartwheel of life or that that merry-go-round of life and and we start to go, you know what? I don't have to make any decision until I'm ready to. And I'm not going to make that decision until I've spoken to the one who knows what's best for me and listened again and again and again until I come to that peace. I'm telling you, like, there's just been so many people that struggle with this, Victor. I know I have. I know you do. People all the time ask for advice. But really, most of the time we know what's right. Mm-hmm. We just need to stop and take the time to listen and figure that out. Well, you, you said a quote, and you went really deep into it, which I want to bring forth, is where he was sitting on disciples. He said, uh, my my peace I, I bring you, all right, or my peace I leave, I leave you. you. Right. Yeah. So factor in that, that verbiage, my peace I leave you, or I give you, whichever. 
what he's doing, he's emptying his himself mm-hmm. to us. He's like, my peace that I bring from my connection with my Father and, the, and the, the love of the Holy Spirit, I'm giving to you. Sure. You know, our own peace is, is important, but yet is it lasting? Is it yeah. everlasting? It's not. It's temporary. But but God's peace, Jesus' peace, is for all eternity. And that's why if we tap into that when he empties himself, then we have that full connection of what, what he means by peace. Sure. You know, and, and you, you definitely did a great job at it because we're all seeking peace, even though we don't know it. We're all seeking to be loved, to be to be cherished, and, and to find happiness, but we don't know that the right terminology is peace in yeah. Christ. And and one, once our soul finds that peace in Christ, like there's a connection that is just, you can't compare it to anything. Well, and that's what you find. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, you have to get past that decision point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about that in the men's group last week with like temptation or you know, choices in the road, sacrifice, right? When, when, okay, I have a choice to choose myself or something my wife needs or my kids. We're always, every, every day, all day long, we, we face crossroads Mm -hmm. and we can choose one way that may be a little bit harder, you know, but we know at the end of it will bring us peace. Like at the end of it, that's the right thing to do. And I'll feel whole and, and well inside. And then we have the other way, which is generally towards vice and ourselves and all that stuff that we might feel fleeting happiness for a second but five seconds after it's over you you feel horrible right right? and you know you made the wrong decision and you allowed your peace to be sacrificed on the on the altar of your own desires Mm -hmm. and so we have to we have to stay away from that and so i just i thought this week like you know we always try to find these these nuggets in what's going on in our own lives and what god's putting before us and as i struggled today you know i didn't feel a lot of peace until i came on this subject and even though i wanted to talk about like you know, one episode was going to be on the heart, the other one was going to be on sacrifice. And then when I finally started talking about peace, I found peace, mm-hmm. right? And even though I was still writing it as you got here today, I, I felt peace like, okay, the Lord's going to do the rest with this, right? Even though we have a few scribbled notes here, the Lord's going to be able to to, to, to fill in what we can't do ourselves. And so, you know, we always want to leave with a how-to. And I would just say this, like whenever you're coming to a decision point in your life, or you're wondering if, if like maybe you're concerned too much with the wrong thing in your life, you know, you're being consumed by something, then then I think like what you have to look at is what was my initial feeling? What was my initial take the first time that I was presented with the options? And, and you know, and, and that's the thing is I need to pay attention to how I feel. You know, we often talk on here about like don't get wrapped up in your feelings, but when you're making decisions, how you feel about something is important because that's that's a direct line with your conscience saying like, okay, I'm eliciting this feeling in you because this is right or wrong, right? So the thing I would always say is how did I feel when I first mentioned it? Because sometimes we get so caught up in, okay, what do they want from me and this opportunity, whatever it may be, that we don't pay attention to ourselves. So first of all, like try to remember the first time somebody uttered this 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 opportunity or this this decision or something didn't go the way I liked, and I'm still pursuing that even though I didn't like it, um, how did it make me feel? Because that initial feeling is going to give a lot of truth to where, like, how it first hit mm-hmm. you and how you felt. Two, after pausing for periods of silence and stepping away from the decision, like how do you feel when you go back to thinking about it, right? We don't need to obsess over things. We need to look at something, and if we feel that moment of turmoil or chaos, okay, this isn't the right time for me to think about this. I'm going to set it aside, even though it may be difficult, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lose my peace in this moment, and I'm gonna come back to this in prayer when I have, I'm alone, when it's quiet, whatever it may be. So when you go back to it, 
How do you feel when you come back to it? Do you feel differently than you did the first time? Do you feel the same way? Because if you feel the same way as you did initially and that, that initial thing was no, it's not good for me, mm-hmm. then that's a clue, right? That's a clue that you're being reaffirmed in that decision. Three, pay attention to the way you feel when you ask God's opinion on the matter, right? What is he saying? Like, what is he telling you to do? And if it's contrary to what you're wanting to do, then guess what decision you should make. <laughs> Not the one you want to do, but the one that he's leading you to. But again, you find that in silence. And then finally, the last thing that you could find, you know, in uh, the discernment of spirits, you know, Ignatian spirituality is like never make a decision in desolation, right? When you're struggling with other things in your life and there's a, a choice or a decision that needs to be made or, or something that you think you're struggling to let go of, like you don't ever need to make big moves in times of desolation. Got a great episode that we did where we interviewed Father Timothy Gallagher. You can go back on our YouTube channel and and watch that, or go back in the audio and hear it. He's he's a guru and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we just we always need to remember. And the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, does this bring me peace, or does it cause me to lose it? If it's bringing chaos, it's not what's meant for my life. Stick to that. Jesus said he wants us to have peace. That's what he came to give. That's why he's called the Prince of Peace. So we need to put that first in our life. No matter what decisions are out there to make, we always need to look at it as what does this leave me with? Turmoil and chaos or with peace? And I promise you, what I've figured out in my life, no matter how the, how hard the decision is, no matter how much you're afraid you're going to lose, no, how, no matter how much you think it's going to cost you, the decision to always go with your peace is always the right one. So I want to finish this with just a, another verse from, uh, from Philippians 4, 6, and 7 where St. Paul addresses this. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So there it is. You want some good advice? Listen to St. Paul in, in, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Again, for those of you watching, thank you for watching. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Apple Apple, or whatever it is you're listening on so we can get those followers up and share more people. Share this with more people because the more people that see that people are following it and liking it, the more people will try it out and will be helped by this. Thank you for all your support. If you want to book us for a mission, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Thank you for checking out today's episode, and we hope that you will continue to be with us each and every week. So let's take it to prayer, Victor. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, who are called the Prince of Peace, who are yourself our peace and reconciliation, who so often said, Peace to you, grant us peace. Make all men and women witnesses of truth, justice, and brotherly love. Banish from our hearts whatever might endanger peace. Enlighten our leaders that they may guarantee and defend the great gift of peace. May all peoples of the earth become as brothers and sisters, and may long for peace blossom forth and reign always over all of us. That was written by John St. John the third of the twenty-third. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.